to the 64th episode of the Tango Banter. I am your host, Yelizaveta, cordially reminding you that the LA Tango Marathon is just weeks away, and I am very much hoping to see you. When you register, don't forget to use the code LAMEOW23 to get a free t-shirt, and you can find all of that info and the links in the show notes below. Now, in today's episode, you will get to meet Lozita Onsi, an Egyptian auto engineer living and dancing in Germany, who has been a dedicated tango banter listener for some time now. Lozita reached out to me on social media when she was visiting here in LA, and like you, I was instantly curious about her. So we met up for an afternoon at my house to have a much anticipated in-person banter. In our conversation, we talk about the various facets of tango and how it plays a different role at different phases of our lives. Lozita also shared her story about how and why she got into tango, as well as how it felt to move to a different country and to have to integrate into a whole new community. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm company of Lozita Onsi. What made you get into tango? I love the music. So I love the music overall and dancing as well. So in our, so I'm coming from Egypt, and in Egypt you have this kind of belly dance and uh, this kind of music that so you grew up seeing that yes interesting in the movies in my in my family so we just open music and going to dance together in the living room now yeah i was curious about that that having come from egypt what role does dancing play in egypt because all I know is about Egypt is that it's pretty conservative in certain ways, is, but like yes. I don't know the ins <laughs> and outs of it. Like, did you have to wear the uh, the coverings that are that I see in mm, a lot of the? No, no. no. Is it so? How how does it work in Egypt? Is it like some people only who are more conservative and wear the coverings? And do you have a choice or how? Does yes, it, it depends on the belief. So more of a Muslim um, girls. Um, are have this belief to wear mm-hmm. this kind of uh, of uh, covering her hair, but I would say so. I am Christian or Catholic from mm-hmm. Catholic fami- uh, family, and we don't have this kind of stuff. And Interesting. To be honest, the Catholic in in Egypt it's a more liberal society. I would really? say. Really? Yes. In, compar- well, in comparison to, to Europe. Yeah, in compared to in Europe. In compared to Europe, really? Yes. yes. Yeah, because I guess Catholicism has this place of, you know, real, I don't know, like the Catholic guilt. You know, you think mm. about the Catholic guilt and you think about the rigorous, almost oppressive sort of stories that I hear coming out of that. But you're saying in Egypt it's actually yes. more... 
modernized or, or yeah this is what, what i learned when i moved to europe because uh, catholic in in uh, uh, in egypt we are really a manor so we are about five thousand five sorry five hundred thousand you're a minority yeah uh-huh. minority for, uh-huh. and um and the church that i was brought up there they have this kind of I'm not sure how it's called in, in in English, freedom theology. It's coming from Latin America more. Freedom ideology. Yes. Gotcha. Which coming from Latin America. And what does it entail? Or what is it? It's mean? about uh, more concentrated to the people who suffer, people, the poor people who mm-hmm. suffer in the society. They are thinking more about what people need, not what the pop say to the people what the pope demands and how do they feel so in your family so your whole family is catholic you grew up catholic there Mm -hmm. is there a sense of uh freedom in terms of like can you drink alcohol can you openly dance with a person in public so those parts are pretty about dancing in public it's it's more constrained there okay, is more okay. constraints so there's some us. boundaries yes. there yes because or like it's public about affection yeah it's or... about society uh-huh but uh because my family is a little bit more open than others in uh-huh. Egypt and they were going forward also to travel and to see another uh, other cultures like, so they culture. were a little bit more open-minded yes, yes. and it started also to to travel alone since i was 19 wow yes and it's not common in egypt as a, a female just a yeah what girl. is what is the more traditional conventional story for a woman for a young woman in egypt i would these say days? staying in in the country of course having to graduate because so it's college open, is sort of yes. understood that that's part of yes. the growing up part. And the same for everyone, or being for every woman in Egypt to get married and to have get family. married and have kids. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty much like the benchmarks that yes. women are judged yes. against. So you were sort of against the grain by choosing to leave the country and travel mm-hmm. on your own. It come by coincidence. Actually, I am um, a person who like to discover. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I got the inter- internship to go abroad, I feel like, wow, it's excited. I will see another culture. I will know another people. And it was like, wow, I, I would like to have this. Mm-hmm. And in 19 years old, I I had this background. Yes, I have to... Um, uh, married and have kids, but it's okay. So I can postpone this. And your start. parents weren't really pressuring you to no to no. to get married. No, that's probably yes a really nice gift <laughs> yes, for you. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have and siblings? Yes, I have a brother. And does he also kind of like you travels and and uh, not really explores now? No, not really. So uh, so that's interesting. So you grew up in a Catholic family that was a bit more uh, relaxed mm-hmm. and 
liberal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more liberal. Kind of. I have to kind say of. it's kind of. So there's yeah. still... In, in yeah. comparison to to what's in what in Egypt it's it's kind of liberal yes so they didn't mind you starting to dance tango it wasn't a strange thing was there any kind of conflict or resistance on their part in you pursuing that not at all because at that time when i start to dance i was living in germany and uh, make my master studies and I was financial, financial independent, and they were also in their way to immigrate from Egypt to mm. US. Mm-hmm. What year was that? Um, I went to Germany 2011. Oh wow! Okay, yes. so you were left in 2011, just because you got an internship. Yes. Yes. For what? Auto engineering, or yes, it's so it was your field from the start. Exactly, you chose. Now, you don't strike me as an auto engineer, so I'm curious, what what was the interest for you to go into this field? Um, maybe it's more about. I would say it's two aspects. So aspect of our culture that engineer, doctor, and uh, pharmaceutical studies is one of the best. And when people got chance to go this way, mm-hmm. they will get a good career. And uh, I was kind of child that would like to have a good uh, marks, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and for me, I had these choices, and I feel like engineering is more suitable to me because I love to to do something with my hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another aspect, because my father had a hobby or have a hobby to um, maintain cars. And stuff. oh, so your father so likes to yes. work on cars. Yes. And any cars or or specific models of no, cars? No, it's any cars. Any, any cars. cars. So you so, kind of grew up yeah. watching him yes. uh, do stuff with cars. Yes. So interesting. Yes. Is your bo- brother into cars? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Maybe maybe also as a hobby more than me, but he go like in filmmaker. Uh-huh. Because my father, uh, he, he's professional furniture designer. Mediterranean furniture, oh, like this kind of uh, Islamic stuff and this kind of small... Yes, wow. it's, it's amazing. I love this. So he's like a craftsman. Yes. And he makes it by hand? No, he designed this. Designed it yes. and it, it is yeah. made it's, based on it, Yeah, it's kind of an uh, engineer. Uh, Interesting. So you sort of fell into that path because you're, mm-hmm. you already kind of saw what mm-hmm. your father was doing. And when you say you felt that it was going to produce a good career, you mean that it was going to be financially mm-hmm. available, you know, a lot of space of available for you financially mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Such a smart decision yeah. as a young person. It's so rare <laughs> to talk to someone who made that decision in a, such a level-headed way. Because for me, when I uh, remember I was graduating from high school and then going into college to me it was all about 
uh, being an artist and having my expressive power. And uh, I laughed at people who chose financial stability over artistic expression. Yeah. Uh, but it's been both a very humbling path in certain ways, uh, but also a very uh, insightful path because ultimately, you know, I arrived back where, where you were at 19, where you sort of are like, okay, well, what's going to be, what's going to be the way that I support myself and mm -hmm. I'm going to have to choose that based on what is available to me and what are the best possibilities. And so I've sort of had to answer that question anyway, mm -hmm. as, but more like as an adult now. So you started Tango uh, at the time that you were already living in Frankfurt. And uh, what is it like as a scene there compared to here? Do you feel it's very similar to United States or to Los Angeles? Or are there particular things that you find that are different? This is actually a good question. So when I start, I, I didn't start in Frankfurt, but I, when I continued dancing in Frankfurt, it was a little bit hard to go into the community. Mm. There were really stable tango community there. So mm. there were people that know each other and dance with each other. And I was also a beginner because I was in Egypt. I returned to Egypt to my boyfriend to start tango and to have this process of being married and everything. Where did you guys meet? Um, before, actually. So we know each other since a long time. So you were friends yes. way, way back. Yes. And this is a connection that you mm -hmm. continued for a while. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, at some point, you mm -hmm. decided to both start tango. Yes. How did that decision come into play? Um, it was my idea. <laughs> yes. That is the answer to every question I ask. <laughs> it was my idea. Of course. Yes. So, um, Let me rephrase the question. Since it was your idea, yeah. what made you decide to try tango together? Um, to have more connection, to be honest. Because before I went to Egypt, it was... Uh, I I started another dance. So, Disco Fox and Latin dance. And I'm sorry, stuff. Disco Fox? Yes. What is Disco Fox? It's only popular in Germany. <laughs> really? Yeah. I have never heard of such it's a thing. It's kind of bachata with, with swing. So, it's, it's easy dance. It's wow, partner I'm gonna dance, have to look it's it easy up. It's called Fox Disco. Disco, Disco, Disco Fox. Fox. Disco Fox. I yeah. thought that it might be a combination of Disco and Foxtrot, which to me was like, it's wait kind a of. second. It's kind of, yes. Really? Kind of. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay, something to look up. Yeah. Disco Fox. Yes. Anyway, so you were aware of tango because you had heard the music or did you by this point have a visual sort of knowledge of what tango was uh, i heard about or i heard the tango songs but it's not tango argentino it was so in 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 europe it's like in latin dance latin dance is 
contains a lot of dances, like mm-hmm. a valsar, vina valsar, then the classic dance, a tango. Uh, so this is a category yes, of yes. dance called Latin. Yes. So if you were to look up in the city and you were to say Latin dance, yes. you would find a studio or some organization that has all of these dances mm-hmm. on their yes. menu yes. and they're all under the category yes. of Latin dance. And okay. when you go to the courses, you have some of this, some of this, some of this. Some so you can sample yes. the different ones. Yeah. So you've done Disco Fox. Mm-hmm. What else have you done? Bachata? A bachata, no. No, no you was haven't later. done it. It was too easy for yeah. you. It's in, no, no, it is not like salsa. That. Did you? Was there any a salsa? little bit also? Yes, okay. I, I tried once in a while for any dance because dance it was it's my passion. So I love to dance. So you were just kind of exploring it, exactly. and tango was one of them. Oh, let's just try tango. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it was one of them. Yes, mm-hmm. and when I returned to Egypt, he was a little bit aware of tango as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the stories and everything and he was so fascinated about this and he said okay so since we would like to to do something together let's go to mm-hmm. start tango together i wanted to to dance on other stuff but i was like stuck in tango right away because yes. the music the music yeah. and the, yeah. the art of the dance and the embrace and when we broke up and and i returned to frankfurt a, um, I say okay. I will, I will continue dancing tango. And how how long uh, were you with him until you guys broke up? Like after you started tango, how long were you together? Starting tango to pro to breaking up, it was like six months. <laughs> six months. <laughs> but we were together before. How long were you together before? About In, uh, one and a half year. One and a half years. Yeah. Did tango play a role in your breaking up? Um, I would say it's it shows some stuff hmm. that it's not like like it exposed certain things that weren't working. Or what do you mean? It shows some stuff because I was really into the dance. I wanted to learn more, and he was a little bit slowing down, and. Uh, I was a little bit pushy, like, no, mm-hmm. we, we need to go all the milongas and all the... Oh, so you the were the one who was... The... <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay, no, can't. You're the one who's like, I need to dance, I need my fix of tango yes. five nights a week, let's yeah. go, let's go, and he just wants to stay at home kind of thing. Uh, he was like, would like to have a little bit slow down, but there was another stuff. I would not say tango was the reason. No, it wasn't. Uh, and there was another issues. So gotcha. it's not about this only, but uh, one of them. It was like I am really speeding up mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. for for this mm-hmm. learning, and he was a little bit slowing down and would mm-hmm. like to have everything like. In slow motion. <laughs> I see, I yeah. see. And you're like yeah. powering ahead. You yes. want to go further. Yeah. Interesting. So at the time that you broke up, was it, did the breakup sort of gradually come with your tango? Like, is it, was it just sort of part of what you were going through as a person? 
It was a little bit. It was a little bit hard to to listen to tango and dancing tango without him. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I was feeling like yes. So I I have this remember and this memory in me that I'm listening tango when he was with me Mm -hmm. and I'm dancing tango when he was with me. And maybe this is the stuff that let me a little bit don't feel comfortable when mm. I moved to Frankfurt. And, uh, yes, and uh, I feel like, okay, maybe let's let's be only in workshops. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like not go to the Milonga. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to Milonga, but there were, there were a lot of, I mean, the Milonga was really big. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was hard for me to get a dance. Mm-hmm. Even Why? Why do you think? Just because you were a beginner, <laughs> nobody knew you? Yes, it's one of, of those reasons. I had also a great expectation, I would say. Mm. I had this expectation because in Egypt it was different. So we used to go to Milonga the first time when we start. But in uh, in Frankfurt it was not not like this. So mm. in Frankfurt I know people till now they dance for seven years, mm-hmm. and they don't have the the courage to go to milongas. Wow! Yes. So the standard is really high there. Is or is it just culturally they're they're not? To be honest, I'm not sure why. Because for for me this. People who are not going to Milonga, they're really good dancers. They just are not confident that they're ready to do it for real at the Milonga. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And maybe it's also like this. It's kind of social dance. And in social dance, the more people who get danced, especially women, is the good-looking women and the good dancers. Mm-hmm. And when the women don't have this two mm-hmm. um, aspect, uh, it's more than not to dance, mm. I would say. So they're not going to get the dances because they're either not good looking or not not good dancers, is what mm-hmm. you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean, it's, it's pretty common. Did you feel that at any point that you didn't have some of those attributes that they were looking for or was it just a gradual sort of getting to know people and starting to dance did you struggle so at this time to be honest at this time it was a a combined or a mix of everything so a mix of my emotional problems and Mm -hmm. emotional situation that I am just coming from a a breakup I just want to explore how's it going on in Frankfurt I was in the first in in um, in a new job and Mm -hmm. I had to work on this to Mm -hmm. to to have a stable job and in another way the I didn't feel right away so comfortable Mm-hmm. to be in the society. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you know German by this point yes. already? Yes. So you could speak with people and interact, yes. but it was, you were new to the city. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That must have been hard. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, you work as an auto engineer, so you have like a nine to five job, mm-hmm. you know, that you're, you're doing. So the, your spare time is dedicated to tango. Mm-hmm. 
And what is it that you want from tango or what do you want to achieve uh, as a tango dancer? This is, this is a really good question because as I feel for myself in every stage of my life since I start tango, tango play a different role. Hmm. So in the first I was entering this because I love dancing and I, I fell in love in the music. And then after the breakup it was for me like a way to to move on mm -hmm. and to to be in another community and to to have something that I love beside my job. And then when I I start to to dance really regularly about four or five times a day, uh, so a week. It was for me like an addiction. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, I start also to organize and make a DJ and blah, 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 and also to to lead. I feel it is, it's way that I, I, I explore life. So for example, for, about the Mirada and Capaceo. This is one of the concepts that in Milonga, I mean in, in tango, that give me personally a courage to speak up or to, to show also in my career, mm. to, to look to the, the eyes of the person and speak about this. Sometimes I was, like, I was like, no, I will not confident to, to speak up when I am looking at the eye of, of another stuff or to uh, approach people. So this is kind of stuff that I learned in tango or I, I enhance it in a tango society. Mm. So you're saying tango helped you build confidence yes, in yes. that you applied in your job yes. and in the rest of your in the rest of your life. Yes. And also living in Germany alone without my family, it was a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, tango was was kind of stuff that I have my society, my family, my mm -hmm. So it replaced yes. that community that you yes. were yes. missing. Yes. Wow. And uh, afterward, when I got used in the tango and traveling and DJing and everything, I feel like I'm in a comfort zone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Now you sort of know your way around. You feel yes. comfortable. You can lead. You can follow. You can DJ. Yes. You can organize. What else is there? Performing? I don't know. And I'm not sure <laughs> if I will get to this. <laughs> Let's see what uh, what life will bring. And... Attending Tango in LA for me was kind of another experience because Tango for me is my comfort zone and to see my family in LA after a long time without seeing them, it was a kind of uncomfortable mm. experience for me. And uh, Just because you hadn't seen them in a long time? or uh, I am independent for a long time and I have not seen them for a long time. There's some dynamics as well. And as to with have any family, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And to have a time for myself 
mm-hmm. without the family and going to dance tango and knowing new people and to get connection with you when I knew you in the podcast I feel like you're an authentic person you speak about some stuff that nobody dare to speak in tango and uh, I feel like this this is really a comfort place where I can go mm-hmm. when I I just want to disconnect to my family and connect to my my some, myself and something that I love. And uh, I would say tango helping me in my my life. It's not the the maybe it's not anymore the 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 main stuff or the main issue for my life. Um, but it helped me from time to time or in my stage to to go out of my comfort zone or mm-hmm. to ha- or to have a comfort zone that mm-hmm. I can run when I mm-hmm. have any so it's both sort of a, a tool to push your boundaries beyond exactly. your comfort but exactly. yet it also is a place of comfort mm-hmm. because it's familiar and you know your way around it yes uh, so I think that's a really interesting point about tango because one one common thread that I keep coming back to whenever I'm deliberating about conflicting points of view between people is to ask the question of what where is your starting point? How are you mm-hmm. actually defining tango? Because if you're going to define it as an art form mm-hmm. that's supposed to be danced and practiced as a particular way and there's such an idea as purity and correctness and appropriateness, then that's the lens through which you're going to assess everything. Mm-hmm. And the the restrictions or the definitions you're going to apply to people around you, to teachers, to classes, to performances, right? But there's this whole other definition of tango, which is what you're pointing to, in my mind, that is much more about function, mm-hmm. about like helping you to be a functional human being (laughs) (laughs) like a place where you have a home away from home a community away from your immediate family and community of friends you might have grown up with a place that you can find uh, camaraderie Mm. if you go to a different country and you need companionship and you don't know like you could get on an app Mm. i Sure, but or you can just go to a milonga and meet new people right away. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it is this really useful tool nature of it, that it's a tool for overcoming your own limitations, right? And pushing yourself a little further. Yes. So as you're saying, it's like, yes, you're you're comfortable in terms of your tango presence in the milonga, but now you can actually do that somewhere where you're not familiar with people and you can practice your capaceo and <laughs> saying what you want, which I, I thought that was a really important point you were making that just the capaceo, the ability to look at someone, right, is already so confrontational. It's so difficult for people, mm. you know. And in terms of uh, my podcast even facilitating this connection, I, I think it's such an awesome uh, extension of what what this project has been about because I think the 
the seed of it was born during the pandemic when I was uh, doing Earth Virtual Milonga, my online Milonga. And at that time, I already could sense that there was something that I was experiencing, a, a level of intimacy that I was experiencing with people who were very far away. And somehow the distance between us felt like that wasn't really there. I felt very close to people, even though there was no physical touch, mm -hmm. that it wasn't that I was making it up, that it was there was a real connection of real intimacy because of the receptivity and the, and the sort of camaraderie that we were all experiencing because we were all in it together. Everybody was suffering together. And once I started the podcast, I had that feeling in my mind that if I can say that my intimacy that I experienced with people through Zoom was already a form of tango, it was a form of connection, there was that intimacy, it was real, then what if I go out on a limb and imagine myself creating that with people that will just listen to me? And maybe it starts out as a one-way conversation, but it's sort of like my podcast is the Capiseo in a way. It's like I'm, I'm reaching out out there and imagining some sort of a conversation that I'm having. And, and then now we're actually having a conversation. So yeah. it's like that conversation is now uh, a real exchange. And I think possibly this is my favorite part about tango. You know, that the tango ultimately in my life has actually brought me to people and brought people to me mm -hmm. that otherwise I would never have met, you know? Absolutely. Right? For me as well. Yes, It's pretty absolutely. magical. It's yes. pretty magical. So I'm very grateful yes. that you gave me so much of your time because... I spent, have to thank yeah. you because uh, there was a lot of aha effects from your podcast that uh, that's what I what I know or what I think about, but I don't know how I deal with it. And I have to thank you about this effort that you did for mm. all the Tango Society. This is, is such an, as I said, it's authentic and, and real stuff and mm. real topic that you are speaking about. And please continue. This, oh. is, this is so important. <laughs> thank you.